welcome again beloved saints of god welcome to our new series right the 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 topic for this series is searching for jesus in the whole testament but before we get into this wonderful series let us pray most kind righteous and everlasting father Lord, we give you thanks for another day, Lord, another day to call upon your name, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your mercies because your mercies are renewed daily, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks for all the wonderful works that you have done in our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, as we go on, take on this study, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that your presence and you will be with us throughout this entire series, my Father. I pray that you will reveal yourselves to us, Lord Jesus. Open our hearts, our mind, and our understanding so that we can see you and know you, Lord Jesus. Come alive in the whole testament for us, Lord God, that we may know that everything that was written was about you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Lord Jesus. And I pray that this will change the lives of those who listen to it as well as mine, Lord God. Because we know that you, it is only through you, Lord Jesus, that our lives can be changed. So have mercy upon us and bless this series in Jesus' name. Amen. Right? So um, the topic for this series is searching for jesus in the old testament right so i'm going to teach on this topic every mondays right maybe some mondays i'll not do it i'll do another message but every monday we will continue on from where we stopped the uh, you know the last time so we're going to start in genesis genesis 1 and we're going to go down to probably chapter chapter two or chapter three you know because it it will be too long for me to just go straight through the 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 old testament and it will not be as vital you know as as in-depth as how i would want it so i'm going to go from verse to verse in genesis and then we'll continue the next week right so typology biblical typology is a special type of symbolism or more specifically a type of scripture right a type of scripture or a person or event right in the whole testament that foreshadow that person event in the new testament so typology is something that happens in the new testament in the old testament that foreshadow what is going to happen in the new testament right so that's what we're doing today we're looking for jesus in the in the whole testament because they've written about him he commands us that we should search the scriptures because you know he's there so we are going to take on this 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 wonderful um challenge in finding our messiah in the the in the book of genesis right 
So we are going to go to Genesis 1, verse 1, right? So Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And we know that Jesus is God, right? So here, the first verse of the book of Genesis, it is speaking about our Messiah. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, we're going to show you that this is speaking about the Messiah. It's speaking about our Lord and Savior. We're going to go to, now saints, I need you guys to have your Bibles with me. Your Bibles should be open, right? And you should be going through the scriptures with me, with your Bibles. Don't just take my word for it, right? Have your Bibles in hand. This is a biblical study. So have your Bibles. Don't just listen, right? If you have your phones, you know, whatever. I know probably you can listen to me and use the, um, your your the the hub of the bible on your phone but you need a hard copy of your bible that's you need it you cannot do without it the one on the phone it is good but you need a hard copy for yourself so when you listen to me you can go through the bible verses whenever you listen to someone that is you know talking about god or anything like that you need your bible you know, don't just take their word for it. You need to see for yourself and read what they're saying, right? So I hope that you have your Bibles because we're going to go through the verses. So we want to back up everything that I'm saying with scripture, right? So um, Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? We know already that our Messiah is God, God the Son. So we are going to go to 1 John 1, verse 2, right? First, no, we are going to go to John 1, verse 2. Sorry about that. We are going to go to John 1 and verse 2, right? We can start from John 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word. So here he's actually speaking about Genesis, right? He's actually writing what happened in Genesis. So he says, it, in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. In John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. We know that Jesus Christ is the living Word, right? And it says that, And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? Verse 2, The same was in the beginning with God. So here, these scriptures, they, they, they join together showing you that Jesus is the creator he created the universe he is God right and verse 3 says that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made right so here it is saying to you that uh, um, our Messiah there's nothing on this earth that you see is 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 there's nothing on this earth that you see apart from you know structures that men have created nothing on this earth that you see you know was it was not 
um, was created by by her Messiah. He created everything that you see, the beautiful ocean, everything, the trees, the valleys, the mountains, all those things. He created them, right? So here in Genesis, it is speaking about the Messiah clearly that he is God and that he is the creator of the universe. So the first verse in the Old Testament, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It was speaking about our Messiah, right? So when we look at John 1, verse 3, it's verse 3, right? It says that all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So we know that our Messiah, he is the creator, right? He creates things. He makes things. That's what the Bible is saying here. But also in Matthew 13, verse 55, it speaks of Jesus as a carpenter, right? His earthly father was a carpenter. And so he, 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 he did the trade of carpentry where he created things. And it is, it is so ironic that his father, his earthly father, created things. While we know that his heavenly father, the creator God, you know, he's there. So he's the creator, right? So he, um, our creator God, he is thought, right? Jesus is his thought then. So when he thinks of anything, Jesus creates. And so they, that's how it goes. The, the, the three in one. So they combine together to create the universe. But I, you also see here that he's saying that his earthly father is also um, a creator as well. They create things. We know. So we are going to go to Matthew 13 verse 55 where it speaks of Jesus as a carpenter's son. So we know. Matthew 13, verse 55, we know that a carpenter, he creates things as well. Nothing that our Messiah, that's mentioned about our Messiah is, is just for mention's sake. You know, everything have its purpose and everything have its meaning, saints. You need to understand this. So Matthew 13, verse 55 says that, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not the, is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Right? So here they are referring to Jesus as the carpenter's son. We know that um, Jesus was also a carpenter. So we know that he, 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 he builds, he creates. That's what the Bible is saying. So a carpenter is a person who makes and repairs objects and structures. And so we are going to go back to John 14 verse 13. John 14. We are going to go to a lot of Bible verses today. John 14 verse 13. Right? Where it speaks of Jesus. No, it's John 14, verse, verse 2. Sorry, it is not John 14. Um, it is John 14, verse 2. 
right and he says in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you right so here it, it, it the, the messiah is saying that to prepare is to get ready so we know that here on earth is a carpenter he creates we know that in the beginning he created all things and he came on this earth you know and he was a, a, a builder as well he create things in his in the in the physical as well so here he is saying that in his father's house are many mansions right so he'll go and prepare right so he's still speaking about creating is getting ready is 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 building you know is building the, the our mansion our home he has gone back to take care of that he has gone back to build our mansion and and, and our our home and he will come again and take us unto himself so how these bible verses are mentioning that jesus is a creator he creates things he is our creator he created the universe he created the man all things that were created that are created were created by him so that is that's what the the bible verses are saying here that jesus is the great creator everything that you see was created by him so we know that jesus christ is god and so he created all things he spoke and things obeyed he called things into existence right the only Trinity came together and created this beautiful universe by the word of the Lord, right? And in Genesis 1, so we are going to get deeper into it now. Genesis 1 verse 14, right? God said, um, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years right so we we in genesis 1 verse 14 we know that jesus christ he is the light of the world right john 1 verse 4 to 9 almost john speaks of most of the things that are written in genesis so when you want to you know the, the scriptures to line up you just have to go to the book of john so john 1 verse 4 to 9 okay and it says verse 4 <clears throat> in him was life and the life was the light of men right so verse 9 says that was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world so genesis 1 verse 14 yes the lord is speaking about light here the sun right and the and the the he's speaking about day and night so day and night you know is like light and darkness right we know that jesus christ he is the light of the world although the bible is speaking about day and night you know it's clearly referring to jesus who is the light of the world the greater son that rule the 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 the, the day right while christ is the greater light that that rules 
the entire earth, right? We know it is through him that we are saved. He is the light of the world. The Bible says that, you know, he came, the light, he came and, and men comprehend him not because they love the darkness that they were living in. So he is the light of the world. So whenever in the Bible you see light, it is speaking about our Messiah, even if it is speaking about the sun or the day like that, it, 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 from, from it represents light. You know, it is normally speaking about our Lord, right? So the greater light to rule, see? Verse 15 says, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and it was so so we know that jesus spiritually jesus is the light of the world right verse 16 and god made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night so we know that night is darkness right the kingdom of darkness so 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 night represents darkness and we know that darkness represents the kingdom of of the enemy right so verse 26 genesis 1 verse 26 right here god said let us make man in our image right after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and so on so we see that god says let us means that it was it was not just one person it was the trinity here speaking let us make man in our image right so here jesus is is referred here with the father and the holy spirit as as they come in agreement to create mankind in their image and likeness just as how they have royalty and dominion in heaven men are given dominion over all things upon the earth right so we know that we are created in the image of god right mankind but in the bible it says that men are lower than the angels that's what it says but if you think i was thinking last night like if we are created in the image of god and in 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 the bible in first corinthians or something like that he says that we are lesser than the angels what does it mean then because we are created in the image of god that means we are higher the angels are not in the image of god the bible did not say that the bible says let us make man in our image it did not say let us make man and angels in our image so we know that the angels are different creation right they're different so we are higher because we are created in the image of god right so we are going to look why we are um why god gave why we are created in our image and why we are lesser than the angels well the angels their thoughts they have they 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 have their thoughts their knowledge their strength is much greater than ours right they're much greater than ours because things that they can do we cannot do it 
right? And things that we can do, they cannot do it. But we are more higher in the sense that we are created in God's image. Angels and, and humans are different. That's why you see the, 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 the attack on the human race. Why? Because the ones who have fallen with the enemy, they hate the human race because we are closer to God. We're more like him. We are in his image. They are not in the image of God. Angels are not in the image of God, right? But they, they, they are more superior in, in, in the sense of strength, knowledge, intelligence, and those things, right? But the reason why we are created in God's image here, it tells us in the Bible, says that let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fall of the year, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So here we know that um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they have dominion in heaven. Whatever they say goes, they rule in the heavens. So when God created man in his image, he gave us that order to have dominion upon her, to rule the earth. And so you see, right, even now men rule the earth. You know, we are above, every, we control everything on this earth. So here the Bible is saying that we are in God's image, so we rule right we create things because we create look at how all the structures that we create god create men create right we create we come together and create our babies so we know that the angels they cannot create we give rule we rule over all things here the angels cannot rule right the angels have no ruling in 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 the heavens because god gives gives the order and they have to comply to it but here god is giving he gave us rule dominion power over the earth over all things upon the earth over the fish of the sea over all those things so here we should realize that we are so important to god for him to create us in his image right but in strength, intelligence, and so forth, we are not like the spiritual beings. They are, they are, they are, they are spiritual means that they are higher, but, but we are flesh, but we are in God's image. So we rule, we create things just as how God created the heavens and the earth. You know, he gave us dominion from the resources that we can create. We can be fruitful and multiply means we create by the power, you know, when God bless us so that a man and a woman have to come together to create, you know, a child. So here we see that we, we, we are, we have dominion on the, on earth as how God have dominion in the heavens, right? So Genesis 1 verse 14. That is, no, we've completed that already. So we're going to chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, right? And verse 2, and it says, On the seventh day God ended his work which he made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which 
was completed. So God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that is the day that that is in it. He had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Right. So here, God, he is showing us that we should should rest on the seventh day. That's why you have Adventists right but here the bible is clearly showing you that the seventh day is sanctified the lord sanctified it he blessed it right so he is showing us that we should rest from all our toil and labor on the seventh day and observe the day of rest but you know mankind changed the law of god and institute saturday and institute sunday as the day of rest going against God's perfect plan. So if you if you research, you will see that the Roman Catholics they change the day from from, from the rest day from Saturday from Saturday to Sunday, right? Before that, everyone you you know Saturday would be like Sunday where you stay home and you rest and Sunday you go back to work and you start because it is the first day of the week but the the roman catholics they change it because that is a plan of the of the beast system that is a plan of the mark of the beast where you will have to um, worship on sundays so here they are clearly going against god's plan for his sabbath right so we know that we should always you know rest on the sabbath day because god rested right no genesis um the genesis chapter 2 verse 6 to 7 it says but there went up a mist from the earth and watered and the whole face of the ground right and the lord god formed man from the dust of the ground so here we're going to go to john 9 verse 6 most of the things here in Genesis you can find comparison, you know, in, in John. So we are going in the book of John. So we are going to go to John 9, verse 6. Right? The Bible says that when this speaks about Jesus heals healing a blind man from birth. So we are going to look at John 6, verse 7, verse 7. And it says, verse 5 too says, as our Messiah says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. That's why after, after, after Jesus <clears throat> was crucified, he died. You know, a darkness came over the face of the earth, right? And we know the earthquake that happened. So here he's saying that as long as he's in the world, he's the light of the world. That's what I was saying in, in, in. In Genesis 1 verse 14 but we're we have passed that so here we're going to look at verse 6 Genesis um, John 8 John it is John 8 is it no it is John 9 verse 6 when he had thus spoken he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay so here 
our Messiah is demonstrating again that he is God by creating clay and anointing the blind man's eyes as how we form the dust of the ground, you know, and created Adam, right? So in, in, Genesis, in, in Genesis 6 verse 7, we see that the, the, the Lord, for the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the soil. But there went up a mist from the earth and was and watered the whole face of the ground. So we know that a mist is something that allows the herd to be moist. But here in John 9 verse 6 to 7, a blind man was there from birth, right? But the Lord God, you know, he wanted to... to, to demonstrate what was said in Genesis so he spat on the ground and make a spittle because he wanted it to be moist just as how when he created Adam the earth was moist and from the dust of the ground he, he created Adam and from the dust of the ground he healed the blind man that was blind from birth so here everything in the Bible is pointing to Jesus in the Old Testament it, 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 it points to him right and some of the things he demonstrated in the New Testament for them the Pharisees to know because the Pharisees they studied the Bible so much and so the Lord would say things, he would do things for them to catch on and to figure out, but they could not because they did not have the Holy Spirit to give them discernment and understanding of what he was doing. So Genesis 6 verse 7, God formed, right? And, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, right? And, and John 9 verse 6, God healed the blind man from the dust of the ground. He formed you know clay and he placed it over the blind blind man's eyes and he was healed he was restored you know it came his eyes came back to life you know so this is so exciting right verse 21 right and the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon adam and he took one of his ribs closed up the flesh thereof so and he took one of his ribs closed off the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made a woman and brought her unto the man so we see here that from the rib of adam was he formed Eve was the wife of Adam, and so she was created from the rib which the Lord God had taken from her husband. In reference to this, while Christ was, we are going to go back to John 19 verse 34. I'm telling you, saints, everything that is in Genesis points back to John. So we are going back to John 19 verse 34. Right? So... The Bible says that from the, the, the rib of Adam, you know, was Eve created because we know that God caused a deep sleep upon Adam and, and he took a rib from her, from him, and create his, 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 his wife. But in John 19, verse 34, right? 
just as how Adam, Adam's wife was formed from his ribs. Okay, before I get there, let us read John 19, verse 34. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Right? So just as our Adam's wife was formed from his rib, the church is the bride of Christ, and from his side came forth blood and water. These are two powerful elements for our salvation to become his bride so when we we are saved we now become the bride of christ the church is the bride of christ and the church as i said before in my teaching it is not the building it is the people right those who follow christ they are the 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 church so we are not speaking about a building we are speaking about individuals people who who are saved who give their lives to christ so here we are the bride of christ so jesus christ is the spiritual adam is the last adam he came on the earth to fulfill all the things that adam had done right we know that it is through him that sin came over the world so christ came so that we conquered sin and we can now live because the fall of mankind happened with adam and eve and we are separated from god so god the create from god the creator so god had to send his son our messiah so that he could die for us and know because of his death when we accept christ we now have a bond that we can we know have a connection back to our creator god so here it, it is saying that he is the spiritual adam who marries a wife and become and his wife become his body born out of his side right so it is through his death on the cross it is through the 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 water and the blood that ran from his side that he gives us cleansing and redemption that we now become his bride. So just as how Adam Eve was formed from the side of his of her, or from the side of her husband, you know, Christ is Christ's bride was formed from the side of from his side as well. I can't even speak, right? So because Eve was created from the rib of her husband she became the body of adam according to the law of marriage man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh that is what the bible is saying here about marriage that that was for adam and it is now for us whenever we marry you marry that's a covenant with god that's why the bible says who God put together, let no man, who God joined together, let no man put asunder. But you see, divorce, put asunder means divorce. People using divorce to separate a covenant that God had joined to two people together. So whenever you see a husband and wife that they're married, they're joined together in a covenant by God. And man cannot break it because the covenant is already there. That's what it means. So when he says, "What who God, um, God joined together, let no man put asunder, break," you know, you have divorce, you have all sorts of things, so that they're going against the covenant of God. But that is another message, right? So she became 
the body of Adam, right? But according to the law of marriage, you know, man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they two shall become one flesh. One flesh is just another saying for one body, right? One flesh is one body. Many Christians know that the church is called the body of Christ because he died for our sins and his, and his blood and water that came forth out of his side is to cleanse and to redeem those who love him, right? So this is the end of the study that for Genesis and so I hope that this, this teaching was a blessing and that it opened your eyes, right? Saints, you need to read and try to understand because a Bible is not, people just read it plain. It is not, it is not to be read plain. Sometimes it is, but sometimes there are hidden meanings there, nuggets that you need to understand that the, the that Christ will reveal to you right some nuggets that he gave me i'm like wow i never could have thought of that because i know that's not my thinking i couldn't have known that if he had not revealed it to me so you when you read the bible you have to ask for discernment and the holy spirit once you crave crave for him crave the word he will reveal to you all the wonderful things that you should know the revelations that he give us you you should know you will be just about your business you know just reading just studying and he takes you to another bible verse and there you know he have a, a revelation for you waiting so this series is such an important one because it shows you how the bible speaks about our messiah it says that we should search for the scriptures are written about him right so we are doing that and then this series i'm so excited about it because there's so many things that points to him that he is the messiah and you know we get i get excited whenever i i think about it so i hope that this series will be a blessing to your lives and to your heart and to your mind as well so thank you for joining me and next week we will pick up on um we will continue from where we stop so may the god of the bible bless you eternally in jesus name